What's good? What's good? What's boy? What's good morning? I gotta gotta get my get my shit right, man. I've been out the game since I've been on quarantine. Uh huh. Quarantine. I'm overly baby. I'm overly excited, man. Glad to be back with you guys. This is Whiskey Therapy Podcast. I am Magic, aka Who Knew, aka that dude in the back. Uh, AKA, I got Red, aka Pixie Dust. I got Bane with me. <laughs> Yo, Bane, aka Red, Red. <laughs> aka Red, aka oh, it's Julian. Be one of them days, huh? Aka Julian. <laughs> oh, oh. Shout out to Miracle wherever you are in life. Hey, man. Aka that dude your girlfriend looking at when y'all going out on date night. This <laughs> <laughs> my guy next to me. This is Whiskey Therapy Podcast. I appreciate you guys coming up and sticking with us through this quarantine. Hopefully, we give you some good content. We're gonna touch on some great things. Yeah. Bane, what you got yeah. going on over there, Yo, man? What's good what's good what's good people living living pretty good man had a had a had a had a decent wake up this morning okay you know finally got a day off slept okay. in a little bit woke up made a drink with some coffee at the same time <laughs> you know you gotta enjoy these days off hey, man, man working a lot lately what's uh, is that you what's know? driving you to drink man you working a lot lately what's no going you on? know what man sometimes when i work a lot and i've been trying to find that motivation to get back in the gym it's like you don't get too many days where you just relaxing <laughs> and then a lot of days when I want to have a drink, I don't because I know I got to get up in the morning. I got other things I got to do. Yeah. So it's just nice to have a day off, be able to sit back and just a little sip. You know, ain't nobody going out and getting toe up or nothing like that. Mm. Before we get into the show show, hope everybody is doing good. Hope you're living your life COVID free. And if you ain't COVID free, hopefully you're still here with the antibodies. You know what hey, I'm saying? <laughs> Hashtag hey. antibodies. That's Shout out to my man, No Socks, taking a little sabbatical. Hey, man, Socks was good, baby. We yeah, miss yeah. you. We yeah, miss yeah, you. we, we miss, miss you, baby. He out there searching for the meaning of life. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, and that significant other. He got a road. He got a road to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he out there searching, man. Hey, sometimes you got to go your own way. Out there looking for the golden child. You know, but we're ready for you whenever you make it back, baby. So let's go ahead. Uh, Start off with what we're drinking. I'm on my, uh, I had to get on my usual this morning on my Crown XO. I got up this morning. It was like, you know what? It's going to be a good day. Did some some thinking, some reminiscing. Mm. So, you know, those Mm. kind of days you got to stick with what you know. Because you get the wrong thing in you, your day go the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. They they reminisce over you or you say, hey, hey, you know, hey, life is life, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just people. You know, you're thinking about events, you're thinking about. Your, your old moves that got you where you are, your next moves. You just 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 thinking. Yeah. So on days like that, I, I revert back to my Crown XO. Hey man, drop a little lime in it, make a cup of coffee. Ooh. You know, like old school used to do. Hey man. <laughs> you know, get get up in the morning. You know, hit 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 the coffee with a. With, with a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of bourbon, make a little hot toddy in the morning or something. I got so many jokes. I'm gonna hey, let hey, that hey, hey, I know you do. I'm going to let that roll on my side. Um, I can tell how excited you are about how fast you was talking in the intro. Uh, you saw You saw how I go? You saw I breeze through it? Yeah. Saw I breeze through So what you got over there? So let me slow it down. I am huh. trying today. This is a new um, a new Kentucky straight bourbon. It's called Agitator. Um, it is finished in red wine barrels. It's still about 86 proof, so it still has a good, uh, good amount of alcohol. It isn't something that's like a liqueur that's blended down. Um, but I'm gonna try it out, man. I'm gonna try it, and I, I will shout out the next. Um, I normally get 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 my bottles from you know. I try to get them from local liquor stores around, but there is a new black-owned uh, liquor store on OST called OST Liquor. I'm gonna get them a shout out because I'm gonna start using them to source uh, the bourbons and whiskeys that I drink uh, on the podcast. And so, just give them an early shout out, man. I've seen some good things on social media. I've seen what their inventory is, and they have what I want, you know. Uh, whether it's Uncle Nears Whiskey, whether it's Highway Vodka, uh, if I want to support Gang Gang. Um, so giving them a shout out early, and I'll let you guys know how this agitator is. I do, um, as I taste it, you can taste the red wine barrels. It does come through, like, initially on the initial sip. Um, and it's not overpowering. So if you're a, re- a fan of red wine and you're trying to ease your way 
into into mm-hmm. a bourbon. Um, this hard. is a good way to do. Hard to overpower 80, 80, 80 something proof. All right, it's fine, man. You just you know you cut you cut it with a, with a splash of water if it's too strong with you, and you you'll mm-hmm. mellow it out a little bit. But this is a uh, this is a good one. I also have a red wine. Um, and when I get the name of it, I'll send it to you guys, too. There's also a red wine that tastes like bourbon um, that's a little bit stronger than your normal red wine, but it isn't, you know, 80 proof or anything like that. And I'll get you guys the name of that, too, which is a good way to get, you know, I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, women that I've come across drinking that want to get into bourbon or, or just, you know, this is a good step, a good segue into getting to where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but we start off the podcast talking about life and talking about drinking early and, and finding the meaning of life and purpose. Mm. Um, and search, yeah, and so, so that ultimate question. So this week, man, I had a I had a decent week. I've been quarantining for a little bit. I, I had COVID. I had thankfully I had a mild case, and we'll touch on that a little bit in the future. But I want to talk about a conversation I had uh, when I got out of quarantine. Um, I had lunch with one of my younger cousins, twenty one years old. Mm, so he's twenty one. Man, he just getting started off in life. Let me tell you how I know he's he twenty one years old. And I just laughed at him before he said before he even told me his age because I don't keep up with it. I knew he was in. His, I knew he was in the early twenties. Yeah, you didn't he know he young. He said he got up in the morning. I said, "Say, what you do?" He said, "Man, I got up in the morning, got a workout in, you know, and then you know, got cleaned up and then came over here." I said, "Well, you know, where you work out? What you work? You know, you know, I work out at you know yada yada yada." And I worked. Uh, I did abs and chest. I said, "Yeah, you you twenty something." Ain't you? He said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You ain't doing nothing but working beast muscles. You yeah, were going yeah, there yeah, do thirty it. minutes on abs and do bench press." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wanted a big chest and some abs. Yeah, I said that was my low routine. I said, "When you gonna do legs? When you're 30? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coming with them little pinion legs and no back. Mm-hmm. Looking like Johnny Bravo. Yeah. So he wanted. He reached out. He reached out to my dad to get my information. Um, Cause he's at a pivotal part in his life, being 21 years old, right? He's starting to go to school for college. He works full time. He's a manager in food service, um, but he wants to figure out what he's going to do next in life. And you know, as one of the cousins that he he views as you know a successful guy, he just wants to get some pointers mm-hmm. on somebody that's closer in age than his dad and everybody right, else. Right, somebody right. might might be a little more relevant. Yes, yes, but still old, but still relevant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we had some good conversations, man. We talked about. Um, things he wanted to do and study in, in school, but um, to be honest with you, the conversation kind of segue more as I look back on my life and look forward to is having him find something that he likes to do where he can invest the time now where he doesn't need a lot of money. He can invest the time in things that he actually likes to do and he's good at. Before right? he's got responsibilities. Before he has responsibilities. Yeah, and that's the thing is before you got responsibilities because after a while your responsibilities dictate a lot of your time. Yes, yes. It dictates most of your time. And it yeah. dictates your, it, it dictates, mm-hmm. um, as I say for lack of a better term, how much of a leash you're on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it dictates what you say in public, yeah. what you say to your boss, how you feel about yourself. Uh, as a man, a lot mm-hmm. of times, if you're beholden to somebody or something or some things where they control your life yeah. and your decisions. And especially when you get to the point where you got other things or maybe other people that you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. So your actions are not just you. Yes. Those other things are affected by your actions. So now you really got to say, okay, I'm not the only person that's important here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's 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 harder when you're chasing a dollar and we're we're money 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 capitalism buy things debt debt debt. You find yourself when we you know we're about our age. I can't speak for anybody older, but even being you know coming up on forty and forty, now it's harder for you to put time in hobbies. Yeah, it's harder for you to take away because you built a life around all this other stuff that's built off the money and the income that you make. And you may have just gotten a job to have a job. Now you're good at it, but you don't like it. Right. You make a lot of money, but you don't like it, and it stresses you. And we don't have those outlets 
to do things or spend time doing things that really give us purpose, right. that fulfill us. And I mean purpose more than people will say, hey, I got a kid, I got a wife, or whatever, that's purpose. That's not really purpose. That's responsibility yeah, that's responsibility. That's more responsibility. Yeah, that's responsibility. Yeah, the purpose is something something that, that makes you whole, that makes you feel like you are the person that you want to be, right? It's something that gives you yeah. peace. It's something that challenges you. And it could also be, by extension, something that helps you give back to the world and to the community. Yeah, something that makes you feel a little more complete. Yes. You know, yes. That, that last degree, that 360. Or something to get you closer if it don't. Yeah. Yeah. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Three dollars and six dimes. So hey, hey, hey. <laughs> every day, baby. Every day. Uh so I, I found myself we weren't talking about jobs as what the initial text message was or degrees. We talk more about, I say, hey, well, what is it that you like to do? He's really passionate about, about food service. He wants to own a restaurant. Uh, he also likes being in the gym and like working out. I said, well, now's the chance for you to invest in. I said, look, I, I, I'm at a gym while I'm an instructor, and I'm in the process, and I'll reveal to it once it's done. We're going to a, to a different step on that, and I have some exciting things to talk about um, in a few weeks, and we'll get back to that. The other part is he's passionate about food service. And I said, well, by coincidence, we ended up at a black-owned restaurant. Um, shout out to Olive and Twist, a uh, restaurant on Richmond and Kirby, if you guys want to go. Really good menu. Uh, they do really good on social distancing. Everybody wears masks inside the building. And they have a good uh, liquor selection as well as food. But I went there. I wanted him to go there because I wanted him to see uh, a black-owned business, mm -hmm. run business, and I wanted to patronize like I normally do. Uh, but I knew there was a good chance the owner was going to be there. And every time I've been, I've spoken to the owner. Even when we were there and we had lunch, I yeah. spoke to the owner for a little bit. Um, well, he's in food service. He manages a company. This guy has a new restaurant. Well, he ended up offering my cousin a job on the spot. Mm -hmm. This is why we're there, to do some stuff, right? Uh, and I said, look, you have the, the big restaurant that you work for, that you got trained. And I said, but now you have a smaller restaurant on the way up where you can make more of an impact. And then you can get your hands into things where now if you want to run a restaurant, now you have more visibility mm -hmm. into what it takes to run a restaurant, and it's not on your dime. Yeah, it's, it's a difference when you're learning how to run a restaurant. And just because of the fact that, you know, I, I did food, I did bartending, mm -hmm. waitressing, excuse me, waitering, not waitressing. Hey, man, well, I, I just, did waitressing, but that's a whole different story. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I did the, the seating people at the door thing. Mm -hmm. I did everything from, from one end to the other, except for working in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, it's a difference when you're learning the job between working from a big industry mm -hmm. and then coming down to something that's smaller to where you have to be more people oriented mm -hmm. and you have to learn more ins and outs versus coming into something collectively that's really big and everything is already set. Yeah. You just fall in line. Yeah. This is what we do. This is how we do it. So this is what you have to do mm -hmm. versus coming in and you have the experience of somebody that's already made their own or in the process of making their own. Mm -hmm. And now you can really learn from somebody else's mistakes, which yes. in real life is the greatest way of learning. Yes. You learn from your own mistakes, but smart man learns from somebody else's mistakes. Yes. Yes. You and, know? and you so need to be in that environment. It's, it's, a, it's a huge difference in the learning curve. Mm -hmm. And because because his, his, his expenses, because he doesn't have many, are taken care of by the main job he does a few days mm -hmm. a week, I said, now, I said, look, negotiate your pay, do what you need to do. But I said, but even if it's an internship, Right. You're still learning. Yeah. They, it's about the experience. It's about the experience and they'll be more they'll be more apt to give you more responsibility and mm -hmm. visibility into things, right? So who who are you getting your alcohol from? Who are you getting your food from? What's the cost of that? How much are you paying employees? Right. How what, do you keep simple stuff? How do you keep track of it? How do you go about it? How do you determine what you want to order, what you don't want to order? Yes. 
Yeah. And so he, he has an opportunity if he takes it. Um, he has an opportunity then to learn it from people who also own other restaurants and want to own more restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I spoke to the owner. He has a restaurant in Bali and Spain. Okay. Um, I said, so now you get an opportunity if you talk them to to then travel and go to other restaurants right, right. and see yeah, if you put in the work. work. If you put in the work, and I said, now is the time. You have no yeah. responsibility, no yeah. kids, no girlfriend. Not only that, but you got the energy to do it. I guess. <laughs> you yes. got the, and you, you can get, do you can do abs and chest. You, you can do abs and chest everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do abs and chest all <laughs> you, over the you place. You need no special equipment. <laughs> um, but I say that to say, well, push up, king. Having somebody in that in that age range and being able to talk. I then found things firing in my own brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of brought that out of me. Um, and at 21, he said, that, that dude could drink. Man, we, we ran up a tab over well, there. Well, you remember how we was tab. when we was, oh. when we was 21? Not even uh, 21. Remember when we was like 26, 27? Uh, uh, for you, remember, drinking I whole bottles. Till I was 30. That's right. Remember, we, I we till I was drinking 30. whole bottles out on an on easy night? Mm. Uh, I need a bottle of Jack and a bottle of Crown, please. And, and this was after shots. Yeah, yeah. This was after shots of tequila and remember, other stuff. Remember those days? I got to work in the morning, so we so dis- we destroyed our bodies. I don't mean nothing. <laughs> we destroyed our bodies for a lot of years. Old to be young again. Oh my God! So yeah, he was he was knocking them back like it wasn't nothing, man. I was like, this is great to be you. This hit the reset button. Um, but yeah, it got me to think about purpose in life and and what am I doing and what information do I have that I can give to people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and where I fell short and where I'm falling short. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we know, and we talk to each other about it, but we aren't the ideal audience for a lot of our wisdom. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, 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 the gap we have to, to take something in is smaller than a 21-year-old. They have all this way to go, all this mm-hmm. potential and all this learning. And so I enjoyed it. Uh, he enjoyed it too, probably because I paid for it, so he's going to have lunch <laughs> again next week. Uh, <laughs> so... We'll see. I'll take him to another black-owned restaurant so he can see things and ask questions and probe. Um, but, yeah, man, if, if you're around and you have this knowledge, and I, I'd say, you know, the, the best people to impart this knowledge on aren't people that are your age. Yeah, It's people that are younger than you that are on the cusp of doing great things, mm-hmm. and they have the energy and the time to yeah. do all the stuff that you should have did. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what the other thing is, too? I was thinking about the other day. It's pretty funny. You know, you always talk about people when they talk about mentoring, and they're always talking about, like, girls and boys club or mm-hmm. mentoring these these young kids. But I always felt like young kids, I can't mentor, one, because their parents don't understand, two, because yeah. they can't understand. Yeah. And the other day I was thinking maybe I need to move to a upper, a higher age. Yes. That 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Even those, those 23, 24, 25-year-olds are just now starting to find a niche. Mm-hmm. They are going to be better equipped and better better able to understand some of the things that I speak about or yeah. some of the things that we talk about. Yeah. Because a lot of conversations we have, it's not going to translate to somebody that's younger, whether it's high school or middle school. No. They're not ready for those kind of conversations, and I'm not ready for that. Yes. Because I don't have the understanding and the patience to deal with it. Yeah. So maybe I need to step out side of that box and step into an, uh, somebody a little bit older when it comes to mentoring, when it comes mm-hmm. to talking to people. So I was just thinking about that the other day. Well, that's a good point. That's on the earlier podcast. I talked about about my dad, and I think he's similar to, to what you're talking about, where the knowledge and wisdom he had is like, I, I tell my dad didn't know how to talk to kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He knows how to talk to adults. So a lot yeah. of the stuff that he was saying to me as a kid, I didn't get. But as an adult, it made more sense. So that's his demographic. It's like if you're a professor or you, you're an educator, there's people who teach college students, and there's people who teach elementary kids. And I find myself in the same path where – even when I try to teach, I, I have an age range where right. it hits a little bit more. Like that's in my mm-hmm. sweet spot. 
to do. And yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll look for more opportunities, and it sounds like you are. We'll look for more opportunities of people in that in that range um, that can still take the information mm-hmm. and aren't aren't so set in their ways. Right. Where they think they know everything that's going on. And I was there, too. Well, I thought I knew everything at 24, 25 years old. Man. And then at 27 and 28. And then at 32 or 33. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at 33, 34, 35. I, I had several times in my life where I thought I knew everything that I need to know in the world. Yeah, it's, it's all growing pains, man. I was wrong it's, every it's, time. It's all <laughs> sections of your life that certain things come about that you learn. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's weird because a lot of stuff, when you look back, for most people, it's, it's in the same age group, same age bracket when they learn it. You got some yeah. people might learn earlier, you know, but but a lot of things that people learn are in the same. You learn a certain thing up to about 18. Yeah. Then at 18 to 21, you know, we talked about it's it. It's a different thing. You know, then it's you, a different thing. Then when you really hit 28, 29, 30, that's when life changes and, and, and shit becomes important. Yes. You start looking at things that you never looked at before that you didn't didn't look at it as important. Yeah. It's just like, oh, man, it's a whole lot bigger picture here that I've been missing <laughs> that I need to bring myself back in, calm myself. Yes. And now I got to step back because now it's like, oh, shit, I'm a little overwhelmed. This is a whole lot of stuff that I never thought about before. Yeah. And that when that 28 to 30, whoo boy, <laughs> that's a whole different world right so there. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> that's a whole I'm different laughing. world. Because on the side of the, the serious conversation we were having, I was just shooting the shit with my, my little cousin. We talking about life, right? And then we started getting into the other shit, you know, ideas of women and stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. started saying some stuff that just took me back. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, he was saying some shit to me. Back when was, he was hunting. I was like, this is going to backfire on you. He laughing, he don't know, you know. So it was, there are a couple of key things, a couple of key terms that I'm sure a lot of men on this podcast have heard from women who now, when you, when you hear them older, you know they trigger certain things and certain behaviors. Like... Oh, were you the best I've had? And nobody ever treated me like this, and nobody ever did this, and and just all those key things that in our mind mean something different than in 21, 22, 28, where mm-hmm. it was ego boost. But now when he says it to me, I was like, hey, any woman that's saying that to you now, fam, you need to be really careful. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be really careful how you mm-hmm. proceed. <laughs> because yeah. the attachment is going to be there whether yep. you want it or not. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe what you hear. <laughs> right. It don't matter what you say. It don't mm-hmm. matter what you say. You could, oh, be, uh-huh. you could be as honest with them that you want. You could it don't be matter. lie. It doesn't matter. The picture of you and the view that they have and the where their brain goes is going to go there whether you want it yeah. or not. Most women don't see you for who you are. They see you for what they want you to be and the potential for what you can be. And what you can be for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a uh, cat the other day. It was so funny. He told me, he say, you know, I've been hunting all my life. Mm-hmm. He say, you know, sometimes you walk around and you hunt and you see what you can find. Mm-hmm. He's saying that sometimes you just put food in the feeder and see what comes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was with my cousin. We talked about this. We he said, then you get a little wiser. He said, then you set cameras out to see when they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, I said, I'm picking up what you laying down, player. I said, hey, man, we, we switch. We I say, switch. I say, I got it. He said, it's, it's a learning curve. Yeah. He's yeah. saying, and, and now you know what to do depending on what you're hunting. Hey, and so he's he's in the hunting phase. Well, he out here with his motherfucking spear, his, his rifle, his bow and arrow, and he out. And I say, hey, man, you need to get to a point. And I'm telling him, schooling him on some shit I shouldn't tell him. I said, I, I, should, I shouldn't tell you this. I said, you going to get to the point where you walking instead of running. I say, you Jason, mm-hmm. you Michael Myers, you here, you, all the women here. Ch-ch-ch-ah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you just there. You just there. Yeah, Boom. Just yeah, pop up. Yeah, hey, you how ain't you running. Doing? You ain't breaking a sweat. You ain't doing yeah. all this shit you're doing right now. You just, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you're there. You just, you mm-hmm. just setting the trap. Yeah. <laughs> you're setting the trap. Setting the trap. And next thing you know, they just there. Yeah. I said 21, man. I shouldn't be telling you this. It's yeah. bad timing. But yes. <laughs> next thing you know, no matter where they run, you just there. <laughs> they run this way. They run to the right, and they look up, and you just standing there. And they run to the left. And you just standing there. Oh, and that was about, uh, I was drinking Uncle Nearest. That was about a fifth <laughs> Uncle Nearest concoction I had. Ooh, had some man. Uncle Nearest and some uh, some sweet tea liqueur mixed together a little mm. bit, shaking a little bit. It was uh, nice. it was, it was nice. a good and a bad time. He got a lot of information that I probably shouldn't have gave him at 21. We'll see what he does Might with turn it. Might mess around turn him into a beast. This is the problem. I shouldn't have said that. So I got Some I gotta, things that we learned late that we should have learned late. We should have. Yes. Because if we would have learned them early, we would have been. Yes. It would have been un- unfair in yeah. life. It would be very unfair. I told so him. <laughs> certain, certain things you learn at a certain time for a certain reason. <laughs> it, was, it was a joke I used, I used to tell people. It was a joke, but it was true. I used to tell them. Uh, and I told my cousin, I said, hey, man, I was, I was out for a minute. And, you know, I was like him. I, I was doing abs. I was doing, I was doing chest. I was doing arms to make sure my shit looked right. I said, man, it got to a point in my life where that would have been unfair if I'd have been built like that with what I knew and, and how successful I was in life. I said, now, it got to the point where I didn't need a six pack. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fucking focus on it, you know, uh, when I was in the gym. I just, my arms was right, back was decent, and I was in okay shape. I wasn't fat, I was chubby. And I was telling people, I said, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rich enough to be chubby, but I ain't rich enough to be fat. And he laughed at me. He said, what you mean? I said, there's some shit you can get away with, with a certain level of money and success. You can get away with the physical things yeah, kind of yeah, taking yeah, a yeah. hit. Sometimes rules bend a little bit. Hey, they bend a little bit, man. I say, hey, man, that's the reason why, you know, the Rick Rosses of the world is out here winning. I say, hey, man, he rich enough to be fat. <laughs> but everybody got to know they lame. And I said, now look, know we your came, lane, know your limit. Yeah, we came out here with six packs, knowing what we knew, being out in the streets, oh. being as successful as we are right now, compared Man. to compared to what I see in the streets and what I'm told is in the streets now. Oh, it'll it'll be a problem. You know, you know what what is amazing to me is, it comes a point where a person realizes self worth. Yes, and when you realize that self worth, you actually have to pull yourself back from the things that you know you could do. Yeah. The things that, hey, man, if I wanted to do this, I could do it. Yes. But that wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be. If I wanted to slide left or I wanted to slide right, yeah, it wouldn't be no problem at all. Yeah. But you got to realize who you are and what you're capable of and know that sometimes you got to pull yourself back and just say, that ain't, that ain't might not be the best thing for me to do. So let me it might you. be fun. It's going to be But fun. it might not be the best well, thing for me to time. do. So let me ask you a question. At what age or what point did you, did you get it? Well, you got that glow. Well, you realize you was the master. Show <laughs> <Huh. laughs> sure what, what age? Show sure enough. What age? When I got the glow? <laughs> yeah. At what age did I get the glow? What age? And you was Bruce Leroy and you was the master. You know, it's for me, it was really when I probably hit about, ooh, man, I'd have to say almost 34, 35. Okay. It was about similar for me. Okay. It, it, it took me realizing what I, was important in life for me, mm-hmm. what I really, really wanted. And then I started to realize that, what does it say, with, with great power comes great responsibility? <laughs> Is that what your boy say? Yes. Something like that. No, that's it. <laughs> but that's when I realized that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Or doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. <laughs> yes. And most of the time it's not. And <laughs> on top of that, it, it, you have to think about, is this going to get me where I want to be? Yeah. Whether that's relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's work, whether it's just everyday life. Mm-hmm. 
just because I can do it doesn't mean yeah. I'm supposed to do it. And is that thing going to get me where I'm supposed to be? Yes. Or where I want to be. Yeah. But unfortunately, you have to figure out where you want to be first for you to make those kind of decisions. Right. And that's where a lot of it comes in, especially when you're young, because you're just trying stuff mm-hmm. because you don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the best thing for me is. So I'm going to try some different things. Mm-hmm. I think I want this. I'm going to go out and get it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. If that don't work, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. You know, so you you trying different things to figure out what you like, mm-hmm. and then you start to narrow things down. And yeah. unfortunately, the more things you try, the more you realize what you like and what you don't like. Yes. But you also get on the other side, you get those experiences to come with those things. Yeah. So instead of somebody just telling you something, you've been through it. You've been through it, mm-hmm. and you don't have to say, "Well, I know they said that I'm supposed to do this and that," but. You know, it still looks good, and then you spend your life regretting because you never tried it, because you never thought about it, because you never went out and put your hands on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they used to say, yeah. don't let nobody tell you you can't do something. Yeah. Go out there and try it. And then if, you don't, if it don't work, then you know you couldn't do it. So now I want to talk about what you just said is putting your hands on stuff. Because uh, there's a the, – the other side of that is there's, there's collateral damage to everything that you do and everything that you put your hands on. And, 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 and in our cases – uh, a lot of the times there was collateral damage about the shit we was putting our hands on because we mm. <laughs> and not in a bad way I'm talking about but things that we want to try things that we want to do or I we, we weighed the we weighed the benefit or we weighed the pleasure of the moment or the high that we get higher than what it could do to that person and to us right the piece of us that ends up being destroyed or we leave with that person or the piece of them yeah. uh, that we manipulated and that's what I, we, we talked about earlier this morning when I called and woke you up early doing your morning coffee yeah um, yeah and it, it, it relates to the pop culture thing. So I give everybody kind of a summary of it and we'll, we won't delve too much into their personal business because uh, I don't give a shit, but it brings up a point. So there's been a lot of uh, rumors and stuff going out with the, uh, the singer, August Alcina, has come out interviewing saying that he and Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, um, had a relationship. And everybody, there's been rumors about Will and Jada having an open relationship and yada, yada, yada. But as so happens, Jada and Will decided to go on their platform, Red Table Talk, and have a conversation where she explained a little bit further where they are. And there was a there was a period about four and a half years ago where Will and Jada were separated. They were done with each other. They both admitted to it. They said, we were done with each other. We were going to do other things. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward. Before that, they had both met August Alcina, and they had taken on a caretaker role. Now, August Alcina is a good 20 years younger than Will and Jada. And so they took him in when he was going through things physically and mentally, and they both had a little nickname for him, so you know it was they dealt with him on a different level. And they both said, we took him in, um, you know, we were trying to help him through his tough period in time. So these people were acting as mentors or parent, parent figures for August Alcina from what I've heard and what I gathered. Now, then the split happened between Will and Jada. Now, during the split is when Jada admits to getting in an entanglement which they was fucking. They were, she was in a relationship with August Alcina, this guy that's 20 years her junior doing whatever it was. Um, he decided to speak on it. So there's a lot of things to unpack, but then while that relationship was happening, she ended up getting back with Will, and then she cut that off, or they cut it off, and then she hadn't spoken to him since. Um, so a, a, a point that I, I, I brought out of that, outside of all the noise, was um, manipulation and doing things to pleasure yourself um, at the detriment of somebody else. Now, this was Jada saying that she was in a bad place and she was insecure and she had some things going on. Um, and and I, 
I think it's worth having a conversation about people that have been through things in life and that know things and know better and are more seasoned, seeing an opportunity to take advantage of somebody in a tough spot to fill a void in your life, right? So I believe there's still a, there's still a part to talk about, uh, even if they had a relationship that was consensual, that I think she manipulated him a little bit, right? So she, she's a caregiver. She felt like she was fixing his life, like it was a project, and then that turned into a relationship to when, when she was ready to move on, yeah, he got left in the dirt. He got left in the dirt, right? And now mm-hmm. I think he's lashing out because he hasn't fully healed from that and he feels some type of way about it. But what did he do? Because I have no clue about any of this. What What do you mean, what did he do? Oh, so he, As far he, as him lashing out. So he's the one that said it. Nobody knew anything oh, about this. Oh, he's the one that, that came out and said they he had came a relationship out and, said, and all these things happened. I had a relationship with Jada and Will gave me his permission, which Will said that ain't what the fuck I did. But we're going to talk about that. <laughs> he said, I had permission to do it, and I had a relationship with Jada. Nobody knew that this was there until he said something. It was four-some years ago, and mm-hmm. it didn't have to be said. As a grown man, I think he's almost 30 years old. There's no reason for him to say this shit in public, especially now. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell there's some immaturity there. There's some lack of guidance there, and then there's hurt. I'm about to say, yeah, there's some pain yeah, in there and it somewhere. Is, and, and there's some pain in there. And I can't, you can't tell me that a woman of, of Jada's stature and how we, ha- how we hold her in a certain regard versus how she comes across and she's doing the red table talk to, to mentor people, that she didn't know that she would have, it's easy for her to then push that button and then have a relationship that she controls with this younger person. He came to her broken. She was helping fix him. And then she could do Dude, what she wanted to move on. That's, that's the age old. I mean, how long men been fixing broken women? Until they don't want to use them anymore, and then they push them to the side and they, and they drop them. Or how long have men been married and having some chick on the side that was broken? Yes. Gave her all the stuff she needed to make her feel like she was better. Making, but he wasn't ever leaving his wife. Exactly. And leaving broken. So exactly. It, for me, it's just it's just a role reversal thing, um, <clears throat> and somebody just in their feelings. This should have never gotten their feelings. Yes. Because the thing is, in, in that particular situation, and I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the same thing. It's it's just what are the odds of someone like that leaving a Will Smith for you? And I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> so so Yeah, we both are. So realistically speaking, get yes. what you can get out of it and move on. Yes. And be a man about it. Don't come back years later trying mm-hmm. to blow up somebody's shit mm-hmm. because your feelings hurt. That's yes. the way I look at it. And like I said, I don't know much about it because I hadn't heard anything about it. And you yeah. know me, I don't keep up with the shit. No. But as a as a man, yes, you have to be more logical, and you have to play the numbers game. Yes, I agree. I agree with us. We're wired differently to think that way. But she, yeah, but but you she can knew tell, what she was doing, right? And and the reason why I can say that she knew what she was doing because I've I've done that. Like I I know now. That's what we're talking about with the oh, knowledge. Yeah. With oh, the yeah. knowledge, we can decide. And I told my cousin this and everybody else. So we can decide within the first thirty to sixty seconds of having a conversation with you. We can we can decide how it's going to play out. Oh it's yeah, good we, probability. We, we, we know what what uh we know what category you fall. Yes, in. and we know which direction it's going to likely lead. Now it's up yeah. to us at that point to decide if we're yeah. going to take this road. Yeah. Or we're going to take that. The, the road. problem occurs when you meet somebody that you put in a category, and then you actually get to know them, and they jump categories. Mm. That's where the problem occurs. Oh, preach. 
Uh, on both ends, because I've been on both ends of that stick where oh, I started in one oh, category preach. and then I flipped into another category and now shit's done changed. That's because people you don't let people know you're smart. But yeah, we gonna Well, ahead. you know, you can't, put, <laughs> you can't put all your cards on the people table. People don't think you can read because you, you got muscles. Yeah, you can't you can't put all your cards on the table at the same time. You know what I mean? You, you get, it's, it's like when you deal, it's one at a time. Hey, you gotta man, deal slow, you know what I mean? Bane's what we call country dumb. Uh-huh, you look at him and you think he's stupid. This, is, this ain't speed. You know, you ain't giving you all your cards at one time. You know what I'm saying? So... And and then the other thing is too for me is when you reach these these points where you meet people and you kind of put them in categories. Mm-hmm. I learned that you have to remember that the more you get to learn somebody, things are always going to change. The only thing constant is change. Yeah, you know, and you have to you have to remember that just in life. Period. Mm-hmm. When you meet somebody, you can't just put them in a category. And then when you do, and and you and things don't work out the way you wanted to or the way they do, mm-hmm. there might be some consequences or some repercussions or some things that you have to deal with later to come back up. Yes. I mean, how many times have you been on a breakup with with the person you want to be with, uh-huh. and you just find something to pass the time? But if that person does number one calls you, you dropping everything, and then you go. It's over. Yes. Because that's where you really want to be. Yes. So that's what this was to me. It was it was yeah. something that for her to mm-hmm. pass time. It was. It was. But the thing is, is that I I I don't anticipate, and I can't speak for her. But in those situations, for me, I never mm-hmm. said this is just a past time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I still left, even if I didn't say it, I still left room or hope for the interim person. Oh yeah, right. But that's right. but that's when we get to the manipulation. But, but that's, point. that's the difference between the, between what we do. Yeah, and that's why I said you have to play the numbers. Yeah, what you are already talking to somebody that's uh, let's just say been known to have an open relationship mm-hmm. according to social media because we don't know these people. No, 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 we don't. right. So, what makes you think this person mm-hmm. is going to leave a Will Smith? Yeah, that's been known to have an open relationship. Yeah. For you and just gonna quit messing. That just don't make sense. For us, it's it, different. It doesn't. It doesn't. But even on the on the other side, though, they're still because we we put we we she didn't put her. We put her on a high ladder to where I don't know who we is, but I hear I'm you. just saying we in general, right? <laughs> just as as, as a, as a black community, when people see Jada Pinkett Smith and her mama, I don't trust nobody. And her mama, they like. If there was ever a chance for me to have a shot at that, and bright skin to bright skin, I know better. If there was ever a chance for me to have a shot at that, <laughs> team bright skin shout out, but still, silly. I know better. You silly. I take the shot. You know what I mean? Like some people have like dream people or right, their right, crushes, right, right. Yeah. And so you take the shot, but it's it's still a difference. All I'm saying is, is when you already have somebody taking care of you, showing interest in you, mm-hmm. and then that person, then you know, like you can develop feelings, you can develop a crush. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And, but that person that's in the the position of power knows you did that. Oh yeah, they know exactly and what they're doing. That's all I'm saying man. is, I I think there's a possibility yeah, she they, steered it. They, they play off your infatuation. Yes, they know at any point in time when they want to push the button and make it go somewhere, they can make it go somewhere. Mm-hmm. At any point in time when they want to push the button and stop, they can push the button and yeah. stop. And for some people, that's a natural high. Yes, and for some people, it's filling a void because you have that power to then manipulate mm-hmm. people and make them do what you want. And, and I think that's one of the <clears throat> things that drive people who are in certain places to have open relationships. Is that it's a high, yeah, and they can control that other person that they're dealing with because they know that what they have is not going anywhere, and they can consistently remind that person, "Hey, look, 
you know I got an open relationship. You know I'm not leaving my husband or my wife. Yeah. I mean, look at them. Yeah. So you're going to do yeah. what I asked you to do or what you're told to do. Right. And if not, you can move around. Or you can use the stuff you gave them. Yeah. Hey, you know you depending on me. Oh, yeah. I'm paying for this. I'm taking care of you. I'm doing that. You depend yeah, on that's, me. Yeah, that's the age. So, right yeah, so, so you got to play by my rules. Yeah, yeah. You want me to keep paying your rent? Yeah. You like that Beamer? Yeah. <laughs> you like this tuition? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Bitch, I done moved up from paying so, for books. <laughs> you know, I started out paying for that $100 algebra book. <laughs> now I'm paying for semesters and room and board. And, 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 and so my, my point in the saying that is, is, is to wrap that up is I just I want to make people aware that, one, manipula- manipulation happens on, on, on every front, right? Men to right. women, women to men, women to women. It happens everywhere, right? You, you're manipulating – uh, people, uh, women manipulate the guy in the friend zone to take them, you know, to be the de facto boyfriend. I want to mm-hmm. go to the movies, so I'm going to call this dude that I don't yeah, have no yeah. interest in. I want yeah. I want to eat, so I'm going to call the dude that'll pay for right, food. Right, right, or, or buy drinks. Or yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It happens yeah. everywhere, and I just want people to, to give recognize. Him, give him a half hug and a pat on the back when he show up. <laughs> like, you ain't special, bro. <laughs> she barely and, spoke to you and, when you walked up. And talked to you about the other dude today yeah. going home to when they dumb with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens, and I just... I don't think we, we we don't talk about you know the manipulation portion of of relationships with anybody where we kind of need to look at our own shit and hopefully Jada looks at her shit. I know she came to you know Will and had to talk. I don't think she covered her own shit though. She still was making excuses. But anyway, I'll table that. Don't you hate that shit? I table that. Well, Will hated it too. Hold on. There is nothing worse well than trying to have a conversation with somebody that know they did something wrong and they just don't want to own up to their own shit. So let me get to the part. They want to talk around it. You let know me, what I mean? Let me get to the part. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to get that no, off. No, no, you went there. No, because you know there. it takes me to a you're place, going there. dog. It takes me somewhere. Well, in the interview, in the interview, she was leading it right, and she was like, "There's nobody asking her questions." So she's sitting across from Will, and she's like, "Well, I got into an entanglement." And Will was like, "What, the fuck what happened? Mean? Yeah, what that means? Yeah, what that means? No, no, I need you to tell people exactly what you did. Yeah, what's an entanglement? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> she was talking around it. Yeah, exactly. Will, talk Will was going it. in a straight line. Now let's get to the other part because Will seemed uncomfortable and he seemed pissed off. And I'm gonna tell you what I felt. Now I gotta go watch this shit. Now yeah. I don't even know. Even pay attention to this. Well, it's only shit. 13 minutes, so it's easy. It's not an oh, hour. Okay, good. Cause that's how you know she wasn't in her shit. Cause she every other episode when she's talking to somebody else is an hour. When she's talking to mm-hmm. herself, it's 13 minutes. 13 minutes. She when cut it's that, about she me. Cut that shit short. Um, she's the female future. So now I told we, you I'm a numbers guy. So Will <laughs> 13 minutes. Will was like telling her my hashtag for bullshit. <laughs> 13 minutes. Like tell everybody what you did. And it's always got into an entanglement or I had a relationship. She still wasn't saying it, right? So you see yeah. Will pissed off. Now, here's a side on the Will side, if I'm on that other side, too, is I got some questions about their shit. So then there's boundaries, right? There is a person that y'all have a nickname for. They call him Og. Y'all have a nickname for. You brought this man into your home. You were caring for him with your wife, mentoring him, trying to get him on a better path. And then as soon as there's some trouble between you and your lady. He fuck your old lady. He fuck your old lady. And then your old lady fuck him. Now, how are you feeling about this? I still, look, he he let us know from his comments he still ain't okay with it. He said, I'm going to get you back. This is what he said. Literally, his quote was. You should never say that on camera. His quote was, I'm going to get you back. Now, her her quote back to him was, I think you got me back more than than once and we cool. But his quote was, no, I still want to get you back. That is what it's about for me. Yeah. He said and he laughed a little bit. Because you know what? It's a difference between sleeping with somebody else and sleeping with somebody else that's, that has some kind of importance in your life. That part. Yeah. That so part. so I, I, I feel it. I feel it. It ain't just like some random person that you met. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like somebody you know, like your best friend. And as a, as, a, as a couple, y'all were doing something to help this man out and then he fucked y'all. Now, that's one. Now, the second part was 
she ended up she had sex with him too because she decided that it was okay. He didn't manipulate her into doing it. Mm-hmm. So she made that decision too. So now I'm still looking at her like we finna word like we gonna breeze past this in 13 motherfucking minutes so like what we gonna do to really i know we back together and we was apart but that's still uh to me there's varying levels of varying degrees of betrayal mm-hmm. right there and, are there and are some fucked up shit that you did now you could have fucked anybody else that you wanted to that wasn't nobody yeah but you fucked somebody we brought in our home yeah because normally now i've never had an open relationship like that no but there even with that i'm assuming it's a difference between you sleeping with somebody random and you're sleeping with somebody that's important there, to your life. There to is. both of you. Always. But I will Always. say this, too. And this is my thing. If, if people don't take anything else from anything that I've ever said on this show, that have ever talked to me and had a conversation, this is what I would tell Will. I haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go back and find it. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a whole lot because you know I don't do gossip I, shit. I, I, yeah. Don't allow somebody to force you to be a person that you don't want to be mm-hmm. or a person that you don't want to be anymore. Yes. And I had an issue with this. When you enter to that, that revenge mode, when you're doing things just because out of spite of another person, that is taking you to a place that's not you. Yeah. And that's toxic. Very. Because now you're out just doing things, and that takes more energy. It's harder for a person to go out and do things that they don't normally do that they don't want to do, mm-hmm. but they're doing it just because. Yes. So don't allow yourself to be taken to that point. Yeah. If it's that bad, you need to let it go. Which is where I ended up. I ended up there. Because mm-hmm. at the end, and you'll like the end. <laughs> so it was like, it's funny, you watch Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. They had the Bad Boys son. So we ride together, we die together. Bad marriage for life. They both said this in unison. They mm-hmm. said bad marriage for life. Then you have 25 years. At this point, I start asking, when is, when is enough enough? When are you now forcing shit? When is it yeah. now you feel like you got to get her back? She felt like she had to get you back. Y'all are getting each yeah, other back. because like, it's not a marriage anymore. So what are we doing? Yes, it's not a marriage anymore. What is the purpose of continuing this union? Because you could be friends and not be married. Exactly. If y'all just cool, y'all could just be cool. If y'all cool and fucked up, y'all can heal separately. Mm-hmm. The kids are grown. Y'all could figure this out. But at what point is... And, and I'm, I'm, talking to, I'm talking about them, but I'm also talking to everybody that's been on social media that looked at Will and Jaden and was like relationship goals. So now you know that yeah. all that glitters ain't gold. Mm-hmm. Every one of these yeah. relationships y'all put on the pedestal. Now they know fat meat greasy. Yeah, not, not all these relationships you put on the pedestal all got issues, and they probably got fucked up issues. They're just better at hiding it than you guys are. And so now you're seeing, is this something that you want to volunteer to do? Now I know there's work in relationships, there's work in marriage, there's work in everything that you do, but it becomes a point where you're doing more damage to each other than good. And I just, I, I'd ask exactly. openly, I'd ask openly, I don't mm-hmm. know their relationship, but I'd ask them, if I knew them and they were my friends, I'd ask them individually, is what you're getting out of this, out of being married, more beneficial than all the shit that you talk about every week you come on national television and you put your shit out yeah. in the world? Because none of this shit you told me makes me want to yearn for your relationship. Yeah, and you, and you got to realize, too, when you step outside of a, a box, then you have to deal with outside-of-the-box problems. Yeah. Outside-of-the-box issues. Mm-hmm. And that's why my, my, my new thing is I would not let somebody force me to be somebody that I don't want to be. Yeah. Or force me to do things that I said I won't do again. Yeah. That I won't allow. Yeah. You know, one of my one of my things when I was going through a, a rough phase was I don't give a fuck about nobody that don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. 
I'm not going to go out of my way to do for you, to provide for you, to be there when you need me. Mm-hmm. For something as simple as changing a fucking tire. Mm-hmm. If you won't do the same for me. And that's the interesting place to be in. Because we've, we've been around people, as long as we've known each other, we've been around people and groups of people that were friends and associates where we know they won't do a lot of the same shit we do for exactly. them. We've been in positions where we've offered and we've done things for them that we knew we weren't going to get back. Right. And then you make a conscious decision either to stop doing it or continue to do it and put them in a box. And for so long, I just put people in a box and say, look, I know you'll never do this for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect you to do it. So I just lower right, my right. expectations for people. Exactly. And that means I keep you outside of my circle because I yes. know who you, you know what I'll never forget. I remember one time I told you, I said, hey, man, said, I'm which, moving. Which time? Hey, hey. I said, <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to move uh, next weekend. You want to help me out? He was like, no. And I was like, really? He was mm-hmm. like, no, but I give you some money and help on the movers. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's fucking friends. Yeah. No, I ain't moving no shit. No. But I'm going to help you get done what you got to get done. Hey, man. You let not me that know. person that just don't answer the phone when you call. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to ignore you. I'll you know pay I mean? for it. I'll pay for it. We'll come drink. I'll buy you a pizza. And we you eat know, pizza you know and shit I mean? by the it's, movie. It's, 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 your people going to be there for you one way or another. Yes. Yes. It's not just a no. It's not just a ignoring. Yeah. It's and, not and that. And the hardest thing I've ever had to explain to somebody was like, sometimes... You have to differentiate between the people that care for you and the people that don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And the way that you do that is both of them are going to tell you shit you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like you told me no. Yes. But the people that care about you, they're going to provide you another way. Yeah. They're going to be there to help you in some shape, form, or fashion. Maybe not the way you want. Yeah. But they're going to be there to help you. The other people are just talking shit about you. Yeah. And that's how you differentiate between the people that care about you and the people that don't. Yes. And a lot of people don't understand that. Oh, I don't care. They don't care about me because they didn't want to give me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. No, no. They didn't give you what you wanted, but they provided a way for you. Yes. They provided a means to help you get to where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But because they didn't give you what you wanted, yes. then you want to get upset and say, oh, they didn't care about me. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about me. That's not uh-huh. my friends. That's not my family. They don't love me. Mm-hmm. So many people just, just just got it backwards. They think that friends and family means they're supposed to give you everything you want. Right. And that's when not you love. want it and how you want it. Exactly. And yeah. that's, that's not love. No, no. And it's also for, for the people out there who who are who are naturally helpers and you wanna you wanna help people. Look, it's okay to say to have limits to your help or have parameters, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not good at this, but I'm good at this and I can help you do that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you need me to come over here and do that. I can't do that. I have responsibilities, but I can get somebody to do it or I can steer you in a direction that will help you. Exactly. I can help you in this way. Yeah. This is how I can help you. I can't help you that way, but I can help you this way. When you get when you get into, you know, relationships and, and me, I have a child on the way. When you have responsibilities, then I can't help the way I used to. I can't drop everything and just show up. Right. I may not be able to do that like I did before. You call me, you need me to be somewhere, what we riding? What we doing? Yeah. Where we I can't do that, but I can say hey, have you thought about this? Let's do it this way. Give me to this. Do this for now, and I'll be over here. Or if you exactly. go there and you need me on the back end, hit me on that, and I'll take care yeah, of this. Yeah, because it's not that you're not as important as you were before. Yeah. It's just I got other responsibilities and mm-hmm. things that are just as important yeah. or maybe more important. Yes. yes. But as a friend, a real friend is going to look at you and say, you know what, I understand that. Yeah. I appreciate the help that you've given me, and if I need something else, I'll let you know. Yeah. Or you have a different skill set. Different skill set. Different skill set. Say, look. You know that's not my skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked me to come change your faucet and shit. It's like, look, I ain't a plumber, but 
I've I had mean, I've had three faucets change, and I can steer you to the person that can fix your and shit. They, and they do it good. And they do it good. I know yeah. that. I can help you there. Yeah. I can help you. Don't with don't knowledge. call me when you want somebody that's gonna be civil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's that's not. Don't don't call me for yes. that. Call me when you get to the end when you tried everything else. Yes. And now, yeah. now you need some shit. This, 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 this. Okay, that didn't work. Yeah. Now this is all we got. What yeah. you want to do? That's it. So don't be afraid of, of of telling people and knowing what you're good at and how you can help them, and telling them no in other areas. And people that are friends understand too that your friends will find a way to help you in another way if they can't help you in the primary exactly. way. And understand that you need to value that. Because if they still want to take your phone call, they still try to help and say, I can't do this, but I can do this. Or I can send people, look, I don't like what you what you do. Like if you're a baker and I don't eat baked goods, I don't like it, but I know people who do. So I can connect yeah. you with them. So I'm not going to buy your product, but I'll send other people yeah. to buy your product. Exactly. That's, that, that, that's friendship. And also people who are being friends and out here and we're gang gang now and supporting black and black businesses. If you say that you are a friend to somebody and you never tell anybody about your friend's business – you're not really their friend. Just be honest mm -hmm. with you. If you're not saying, I know somebody who does this, I know somebody who does that, it's fine. Now, look, if you have multiple people who do the same thing, I'm not saying you have to say everybody, but say, hey, I know somebody who's good at this. I know somebody who's good at that. Mm -hmm. I can hook you up with five people. You can put them against each other, whatever, mm -hmm. or you patronize their business. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to work out. You got a spot over here? I'm going to come work out over here. Oh, you do this? I, when you have the box. Hey, you got the box? I don't fucking like to run, but I'll come do CrossFit. I'll come yeah. We go over yeah. here and I'm going to fuck with you. I'll take pictures. We'll show people this is what I do. If you have a book, if you have a business, I consciously make an effort to try to help people. And I do it for friends and non-friends, and I probably should be a little bit better about that. But I feel if one wins, we all win. Um, but reevaluate how, how good of a friend you're being to somebody, and maybe that will inform you as to why they're not a good friend to you. Yeah. Are you giving out what you expect back? Because sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes you have to make the first step. Some, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. A lot of people was like, well, I'm not going to be the first one. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I was in a relationship one time, and this, this this lady had one or two people that she had issues with that she really considered her friend. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then you need to reach out and talk to them. Yeah. If you value the friendship, yeah, you need to put your, your self-pride aside. And you need to make that phone call, that text message, and say, hey, I miss you. What's going on? Yes. What did I do? What was wrong? Can we fix it? Yeah. If they really mean something to you. Mm -hmm. Now, if they don't mean something to you, then you know how we are. Then, then unfortunately, you're just not important in my life. Nah, let it roll. I'm not saying that you're not an important person, that we don't care about you, but yeah. you're not important to me. Yes. You're just another Joe yes. Blow. Your priority change. And I think for our people, and I can only speak for our people, Yeah. Oh. I think we are really, really quick to burn bridges. Mm-hmm. Important bridges, yeah. Out of the aspect that it's not exactly what we think it should be. Yes, because our feelings are hurt because they didn't give us what we wanted when we thought we should have it. Yes, or because they didn't do what we wanted when, like you said, maybe the skill set they just didn't have it and they didn't want to act like they had it because that was going to be detrimental to what you were trying to do and where you were trying to be. Mm -hmm. So no, I can't do that for you. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't want to, simply because I can't do it. Yes. But let me point you over here to somebody that can. Yeah. That oh, well, they wasn't there for me. Yeah. Well, no, they were there for you. You just didn't see it. You didn't mm -hmm. open your eye. You didn't open that third eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, I think our people are very, very quick. And I think part of it is historically because we've been used to being done so bad, so mm -hmm. wrong, so quickly that we just write people off too quick. 
we we do. We write people off and things off, and 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 we talk about it a lot when we're talking about patronizing black businesses and a lack of customer service. So here's the other part too that I've I've looked at. I spent more time looking into it a little bit more. Most of the people that I know that run that run small businesses in our community, they don't. They're not good in that area. They they buy a business or they start a business because they think it's a good idea, but they're not versed, right? They right, don't have right. 15, 10, 15 years of experience in that exactly. area. Exactly. They do it yeah. on the side. It's always a side gig, and they never it, it almost never gets to where it needs to be because I have this one business, but I always want to own a restaurant. Do you know how to run a restaurant? No. Yeah, Are you a yeah. chef? No. Well, yeah. then when you go to that restaurant, you're not going to get the same shit you're going to get yeah. from somebody yeah, they, who They don't even know what customer service is because they've never been in that type of they've business. They've never been in that type of business. And so I've, I've been, and we've exchanged text messages where I'm like, look, I'm done going to this place. I ain't going no more. And then they but, turn around and you right back there. Because I, I, right I call you all the time. Like, you, you told me you, you weren't going there no more. Out. But part of, part of it to me is... I have to understand. I'm trying to understand better too that we are out here trying to do a lot of things for the first time, and and we need to be okay at certain times. Not all the time. I'm not saying be uncomfortable, but I think we can do a better job at being more understanding. Understanding. Understanding of the learning the curve. They're going through the process, and the more that you patronize the business, the more money they have to invest in doing things better. Because the other thing that I get when we when we start businesses, and I, this is a message to, to, to my people, when we start businesses, we don't start businesses in my with, with, with enough money or investment to cover all of these things. Right, to do we, it the right way. We try to get in and do it the, 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 the dirt best, cheap we, way. We're doing the best we can with what we got. Right, and that leaves a lot to be desired from your customers, right? There's always something missing. There's never enough staff. You run out of product. You, uh, yeah, the service is bad. There's something else, and that that is a lot of investment. I don't have the money to pay for somebody who has 15 years experience in this area and right. wants to help me out. I don't have enough money to have this type of product and extra in case. I didn't do the research to know that on these days I need to have this and not that and less. Right? You know, my 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 biggest issue comes around when I go to businesses or I meet people and. You tell them, hey, this ain't right. Yeah. And then they don't even try to fix it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, like one of the places we. we that happens often. Well, we would. Which one? Taste? You know, no, 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 no. Not, 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 this, no, this is not about taste. Okay. But this is a shout out because remember we was at Lucille's when we used to go there on that third. We go there yeah. that third Saturday yeah, before yeah, all the COVID yeah, stuff yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Grande. And I just happened to run into one of the manners or whoever he was. I mm-hmm. didn't know who he was. Yes. He was like, how your night? And I'm like, this shit is all right, but it ain't great. Mm-hmm. He was like, what you mean? And I'm like, well, the bathroom's dirty. Yeah. You know, the music not getting pipe, piped out on the patio. Mm-hmm. You know, we trying to sit back there. We got a bottle of whiskey doing what we do, trying yes. to have cigars, trying yes. to get a little smoke in. Mm-hmm. But you got this nice DJ inside that we can't hear. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And how many other people in here buying bottles? <laughs> you know? Zero. <laughs> and, and he actually made an effort to fix those things. Yes, you know, remember the lady wouldn't even take wouldn't even take a credit card at the bar. I like, do what remember. you mean you don't take a credit card? I do remember. As busy as this place is, I know you take credit I cards when you're a restaurant. Yeah. You don't want to take a credit card for yeah. for a bottle or, yeah. or a debit card yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But he tried to fix those things, mm-hmm. and that's what I look at when I go to a place: is are you trying to fix the things that you can fix? Yeah, things like cleaning the bathroom. That's an mm-hmm. easy fix. Yeah. Things like getting somebody, maybe they can't fix it tonight, but maybe between now and next time you have an event, maybe you can get the music piped out on the patio. Yeah. 
Yeah, you so, fix it for the next one. Exactly. And if and if those black businesses or small businesses, whichever type of business it is, is trying to fix those things, then you know those people care and those people are trying to make an effort to be better yeah. and to do better, to serve people in a better manner. Exactly. And that's my thing, because if you don't, then I feel like you're just shitting on me. Yes, yes. And we, we need to do a better job. And I, I'm going to say we, so you motherfuckers don't get sensitive. We need to do a better job of being able to take constructive criticism. We need to take that feedback from people. Because, look, we say the same things to other people that we'd expect to have. So if I owned a business, I know I don't want to go into a dirty restroom. I know I don't want a dirty glass when I get my whiskey. So I might get somebody else a dirty glass. Exactly. I know I need to be greeted within a certain period of time. When I come into a restaurant, when I sit at a table, I need to be greeted. There needs to be somebody there that says something. I don't need people to ignore me. Hire people that can help you do that. And that means you may need to have a little bit more of investment in the front than just trying to start it and trying to be grassroots shit. Because you end up just throwing bad money after bad money. But there are some businesses out there who do great. Like I said, I shot out Olive, Olive and Twist earlier. The owner's he's, he's real attentive. Um, he comes out, he asks questions about what's going on. The, the staff that he has has been really good. And he told me, too, you know, the staff isn't really versed in, in, in customer care. But they're his friends, so they really care about him being successful. So they've done better. Now, look, they can always do better. There's always a dish that ain't that good or something that comes out a little bit off. But you want to see the effort That's that right. then makes me want to continue to patronize you. Man, because effort so important. My preference is still to patronize those businesses first. I rather go there and do things. I spend majority of my life with people that are outside of our community. And so when I have a chance to then patronize our community, I like doing that, right? And and, and shout out to the barbecue guy that's outside the spot too, because that's my guy. That's <laughs> another do. that's another guy too. We go, it's a lot of lot get of things. Yeah. Um so with that said, we're gonna close out. We didn't get to everything we wanted to. We'll get to uh we'll get to a lot of stuff the other time. But yeah, yeah, I think we good, still cover some good stuff, man. We go for we go off the cuff when we start drinking, we just start flowing. That's how our conversations go. Hey, this this is how um, life goes. I appreciate you. It don't always guys. go where you want it to be. It never does. And I appreciate you guys taking this journey with us and understand it is a journey. The stuff we're talking about on this episode are going to be different than episodes we talk about 50 episodes from now. We're going to grow as people, and we, we want you guys to grow with us. Anything you mm-hmm. guys want us to talk about or say, hey, hit us on the Instagram page. If you know us personally, shoot us a text, man. Let us know you. You shout yeah, out. Yeah, and special yeah. shout out to Cassie. I'm going to do it every every podcast we do. I'm going to shout out to Cassie because she's the only person I know that, that posts us on her story. She posts us on her story. Every time she listens to our podcast, shout out to you, gang, gang, whiskey therapy, we out this bitch. Y'all stay safe. Wear mask. Wear mask. Please be safe. Be safe as possible, man. It ain't that bad. I actually like wearing masks. Oh, cool. Oh, well, AKA antibodies over here. Hey, hood, hoodie the mask hey, up. Make sure you catch for them us. fast bucks. Make sure you catch us on uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And in the bushes to like that Utah. ass up. Check us out on YouTube. I said Utah. You, you, you messing me up. Check us out on Utah. Check us out on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes this is better if you can see, you know, put a put a put a hey, voice man, with a face. Here. But you know, we out whiskey therapy. Everybody stay safe. Be good. Be easy. Hey! Love is love. Good time, man. Stay corona-free, baby. We out.